Donor advised funds are a white hot topic in fundraising. And today, we take you behind the scenes with a national expert who can help you understand how to fundraise from donor advised funds. Hi, I'm Bill Stajakavich. This is the first day from the fundraising school. And I'm joined today by Becky Morphis. She's a senior leader at Fidelity Charitable, one of the nation's largest providers of donor advised funds in the private sector. And Becky, your title demonstrates how leading edge of a topic this is. Who are you at Fidelity? I'm the Senior Director for Thought Leadership at Fidelity Charitable, which means that I get to work on all of the great research and insights that can both help our donors give more strategically, but also provide insight to the sector at large as to how our donors give, as well as broader trends in giving. Now, I know you have so many data points that you could bring mm -hmm. forward, but just kind of big picture when we think about how many accounts does Fidelity have? What dollars are we talking about? And of course, what fundraisers want to know is how many of those dollars are going out to other nonprofits mm -hmm. each year? So Fidelity Charitable is, as you mentioned, one of the largest sponsors of a donor advised fund program. And we've seen tremendous growth in use of donor advised funds, which, as you know, are like an investment account for charitable giving. Um, and uh, as donors have discovered the benefits of being able to make that tax deductible contribution to us and then grant out to any of the charities they want, we've also seen the grants skyrocketing. We now have more than 180,000 donors wow. attached to more than 110,000 donor advised funds. And those donors are very active in their grant making. We've seen grant dollars over the past decade quadruple. Actually, last year, in 2017, our donors recommended $4.5 billion in grants that went out to support more than 120,000 nonprofits. So $4.5 billion to 120,000 nonprofits, and that's just from Fidelity alone. And Becky, just th those data are so important because a big concern amongst fundraisers is that these donor-advised funds are parking lots. The donor puts the money in, they get their charitable deduction right away if they qualify for charitable deduction. And then is there any incentive for them to send those dollars out? So some fundraisers are concerned that uh, these DAFs are kind of a middleman, a middlewoman that prevent the money from getting to the nonprofits. How do you respond to that when you hear that from fundraisers? Well, first I would say that these donor advised funds are an account that is dedicated to charitable giving. The donor can never get the funds back that they've contributed. The only thing that they can do to them is give them out to charity or grow them so there are more dollars to give to charity. But they can't get them back. They can't use it for their personal benefit. So the real incentive is to grant it out to the nonprofits that they care about. So that's one. But the second thing I would say is that we see evidence as we look at our data mm -hmm. that that is actually what is happening. Um, and we have policies and procedures in place that prevent donors from just allowing the accounts to grow without being active grant makers. If you have not made a grant in a certain amount of time, three years, we start to not only remind you that you're going to uh, eventually lose the funds in your account because we will sweep them out and put them to work for grant making at the uh, at the on the guidance of our trustees um, and actually that begins to happen if you don't start to make grants and we see that the number of people who get those notices is very very low because the majority of folks are recommending grants more than nine grants on average mm -hmm. for each account 
count, and again, supporting more than 120,000 nonprofits last year alone. Becky helped fundraisers understand donor advised funds at the Leadership Roundtable hosted by the Fundraising School. And you shared some data. You folks have measured the percentage of dollars that go out in one year, in five years, in 10 years, and that percentage grows over time. It does. And we see that even in the year that the contribution is first made to us, about 38% of every dollar given goes out the door. And by the time we get to year 10, the vast majority of those funds have been granted. And we have that detailed data in the giving report that we publish each year and have available on our website. Yeah, as I recall, 88% of the dollars are donated out within a 10-year period. Absolutely. And you know, and it's important, and we love our charitable foundations, don't get me wrong, but their requirement is 5%, right? And that's wonderful, and some of them give more than that, uh, but we're talking as much as 88% over a 10-year period, so there really is a difference. There and now, you know, Becky uh, is very empathetic with those of us in fundraising. You are a former fundraiser. So when you hear these concerns, you get it. You understand. You had fundraising goals. You had donor relationships. So you really understand our field. Becky, what advice do you have for fundraisers as they just continue to learn more about donor advised funds? How do they find these folks? How do they fundraise? from a donor advised fund. And I should clarify, I was not a fundraiser, frontline fundraiser myself, but I did work in the marketing and communications team in support of advancement. So I've worked very closely with fundraisers You're an for more than a decade. Works for us. But that said, um, I would say that the key things that any fundraiser can do and any nonprofit organization can do who when they're seeking to gain more funds from donor advised fund donors would be first to make sure that they are flagging and tagging those donors in their database. Mm -hmm. More than 97% of grants that go out from our donor advised fund come with the donor contact information identified in the grant letter. Mm -hmm. Those folks can be flagged. They should be the ones who are getting the thank you notes, not us. And so acknowledge them as you would any other donor. The second thing I would say is that these are donors who are active and committed. Once you know that they're giving from a donor advised fund, that's a great prospect for you to be engaging on an ongoing basis and inviting to events and looking to have a deeper relationship with. Um, finally, I would say that there is an opportunity that um, not just for us, but for the donor advised fund, um, for the donor advised fund sector at, at large to install a widget on your website mm -hmm. or provide a link to something called Daft Direct, mm -hmm. which allows you to directly um, solicit donor advised fund donations at the point when people are making it. I would say just make sure that you're referencing your donor advised funds in your communications to your donors and reminding people that they have the opportunities to use these vehicles because it is a ready reserve of funds that people have put in for the express purpose of being able to support the causes they care about. So place the DAF direct widget on your technology of your nonprofit so that the donor advised funds can find you. Importantly, it's interesting to understand now, unlike the foundation world where we maybe enter some search terms into a database and we find out which foundations might fund us, 
That is not how donor advised funds work. You still need to be looking for individuals, cultivating relationships with individuals, and then you find out they have a DAF and they make their gift from that donor advised fund. So the fundraising fundamentals are still the same. You're looking to cultivate relationships with those right individuals. And Becky, who is the typical individual? You, you, you have some uh, data over time that talks about who kind of the average donor is uh, in a fidelity donor advised fund. What do our fundraisers need to know? So our fundraisers should know that these are donors who are at a point in their life where they're ready to focus more on philanthropy. So donors are typically in their 50s when mm -hmm. they're opening accounts, but the average age of a donor who has a donor advised fund with us is in their 60s. Okay. More than 79% volunteer actively. So they are really, and many of them, about 62% when they first established their account did so as a way so they could support their giving in retirement. And so they are really thinking to how can they spend those years, they've spent lots of years working hard, um, they would really like to spend um, those years following retirement, spending more time giving back, and this is an account that will allow them to do that. Um, many of them are living in major urban areas, and they are first and foremost committed philanthropists. They're also very strategic in their thinking, which is part of why they open and use a donor advised fund, these are the folks that are going to ask you the questions about how is this gift going to make an impact. They care about knowing where that dollar is going to go and how it's going to be used to benefit your organization. And they want you to bring them the ideas that can really help show to them how they can put their hard-earned capital to work in a way that is going to be the most beneficial to the organizations they care about. So they're, they're a great group to brainstorm with. So as we have these concerns, are donor advised funds really a parking lot? What we find out from Becky is the folks who are opening up donor advised funds by and large are very strategic about their charitable giving. They're very strategic about their volunteering. Aren't those the people we really love to meet when we're fundraising? We're up to date now on this first day from the fundraising school where you can learn more about us on our website at philanthropy.iupui.edu forward slash the fundraising school. You're going to see information about our public courses, our custom training, our quarterly webinars, and yes, these podcasts, information that you can use to raise more money. I'm Bill Stanjakevich, and this is the first day from the fundraising school.